Welcome to Mentors at Your Benchside, the podcast giving you advice, tips and tools on how to get the most out of your research in the lab. I'm Thomas Warwick and today I'll be telling you about what types of ethanol you should be used for your lab experiments. So, you want to know more about ethanol grades commonly used in the lab. You already know that ethanol is super useful. It's great for killing bugs, setting things on fire and forcing nucleic acids out of solution. But not all ethanol is created equally and not all kinds of ethanol are suitable for every task. To help you make sense of your flammables cabinet, here's the rundown on ethanol grades typically used in microbiology, as well as some important rules on how to use them correctly. Ethanol has a number of uses in microbiology. It's used in the purification and precipitation of biomolecules, in staining and restaining specimens in histology, in dehydrating tissues before embedding, and in disinfection. There are three grades of ethanol commonly used in the lab that are suited to these purposes. What are they? 95% ethanol. This is the highest concentration of ethanol you can get by distillation alone, because 95.6% ethanol is an azeotrope. This means the vapour state has the same ethanol to water ratio as the liquid state. Absolute or 99 to 100% ethanol. Some procedures that are sensitive to the presence of water require absolute ethanol. A common method to produce ethanol with a higher concentration than 95% is to use additives that disrupt the azeotrope composition and allow for further distillation. For this reason, absolute ethanol sometimes contains trace amounts of additives such as benzene. Absolute ethanol is hygroscopic, which means it attracts water, so don't expect to remain 100% ethanol for long after it's left uncapped. Denatured ethanol, either 95 or absolute, contains additives such as methanol or isopropanol that render it unsafe to drink and therefore exempt from certain beverage taxes. This makes it cheaper than pure ethanol. Of all the ethanol grades, this is the one you're most likely to use for disinfection in your lab. So what type of ethanol is best for your purposes? Well, you should not use denatured ethanol when precipitating nucleic acids, since some of the additives can interfere with downstream applications. This is a bit tricky to predict because the additives will vary between producers, but it's safest to avoid denatured ethanol altogether. Non-denatured ethanol, at either 95 or 100%, can be used when working with fluorescently labelled nucleic acids, although I don't use absolute ethanol to avoid background fluorescence from residual benzene. And what about disinfection? Aside from substantial differences in cost, it doesn't really matter which ethanol grade you use for disinfection, so most labs use a denatured stock. What does matter is the final ethanol concentration. Ethanol is a disinfectant at concentrations between 70 and 90%. Although it may seem counterintuitive, 70% ethanol seems to be the most effective concentration as 90% ethanol coagulates proteins, and the protein layer that is created effectively renders the cell dormant. At 70%, however, ethanol takes longer to evaporate, and this longer contact time means that it's able to penetrate cells more effectively. The water in 70% grade is also important in denaturing proteins, and 70% ethanol tends to be a lot cheaper. However, there are a couple of things to watch out for when diluting ethanol. First, diluted ethanol is no longer an azeotrope, so evaporative losses will result in a gradual increase in ethanol concentration over time. Don't be surprised then when an unsealed beaker of 70% ethanol stops working. Second, ethanol water mixtures don't have additive volumes. That means if you want to make one litre of 70% ethanol from absolute ethanol, you can't do it by mixing 700 mils of ethanol and 300 mils of water. The final volume in this case would be less than one litre. The correct method is to measure 700 ml of ethanol and then bring it to a final volume of one litre with water. This is because of so-called vanishing volumes, which are why water and ethanol mixtures don't add together intuitively. And what causes vanishing volumes? Well, there are two factors to consider. One, 
water molecules form hydrogen bonds with each other, which leaves empty space between the water molecules. Two, ethanol molecules are smaller than water molecules. These two factors mean that when you mix water and ethanol together, the ethanol molecules can occupy the space between the water molecules. A helpful way to visualise this is to think about sand and rocks. If you were to mix one litre of each of these, you wouldn't get a final volume of two litres because the sand would fall between the rocks. There are other forces at play, such as dipole-dipole interactions, but that's another story. For everyday lab life, you only need to remember that fluid volumes are not necessarily additive. There may be a vanishing volume. And there you have it, a quick summary of the ethanol grades in your lab and how to use them appropriately. Be sure to check out the online article on Bite Size Bio for links to loads of useful resources. Are you always on the go, but still seeking valuable insights to advance your research? Well, look no further than Listen In, the podcast from Bite Size Bio that offers the benefits of webinars in a portable format. With webinars featuring leading researchers and commercial specialists discussing techniques like CRISPR-Cas9 and microscopy. With Listen In, you can tap into their expertise and drive your research project forward efficiently and productively, no matter where you are. Visit bitesizebio.com forward slash podcasts or search for Listen In in your podcast app to subscribe.